local ballerinas, parents of ballerinas, lovers of ballet, and everyone in between. I am Georgia Canning, the host of this podcast and founder of Balance Ballerinas. I drop new episodes of the pod every second Sunday and have been regularly sharing vlogs or tips on my YouTube channel every other Thursday. So make sure you head over there, hit subscribe, and as always, you can catch me on Instagram at The Balance Ballerina. I absolutely love hearing from listeners of the pod and I post pretty regular content almost daily over there. Now, before we get into today's topic, I just wanted to say a massive happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, grandmothers, and women who are motherly figures in our lives. It's currently Mother's Day in Australia when this episode drops on Sunday morning, and I'm actually off to pick up some flowers for my own mother and my nana before enjoying a lovely breakfast at one of our favorite cafes. So if you're listening to this episode and only just realizing that it's Mother's Day, consider this your heads up and give that special woman in your life some love. As many of you actually already know, my own mother is also my business partner. We co-own my dance studio for school-aged children, GC Dance, and see each other almost pretty much every day. She is on speed dial and as I was just thinking that I couldn't imagine my life without her, it made me think about all the daughters and granddaughters who might be missing their mothers today and every day. So I just wanted to acknowledge anyone who might be feeling a little sad today. I guess just like Christmas, whilst these kinds of days can be filled with lovely celebration, they can also be loaded with feelings for others. So If you have lost a motherly figure in your life or perhaps you're trying to become a mum, I wanted to acknowledge you and I wanted to let you know that you are so incredibly brave. I do not even want to think about life without my own mum and I think you're all amazing. Now, today's podcast topic certainly delves slightly into motherhood, but it's not really about motherhood. So before we get into that, in celebration of Mother's Day, I wanted to share the biggest lesson my mum has taught me, and that is that she is my mother, not my friend. And if I'm fortunate enough to become a mother one day, this is a lesson that I'm certainly taking along with me. I know the concept of her being my mother and not my friend could sound a bit brutal, especially when I say it like that, (laughs) but bear with me a second whilst I explain. You see, often people look at the relationship between me and mum and comment on how much they wish their own relationship with their teenage daughter was, you know, like ours. And as studio owners who deal with parents and children all the time, this happens more often than you think. And whilst flattering, I'll let you all in on a little secret. (laughs) There are things my mother told me to do or say, or in most cases not to do, that I really didn't like as a teenager, especially as a teenager. In fact, I was a real pain in the butt and I pushed back many times. In my teenage years and in my teenage eyes, our relationship was far from perfect. But with hindsight, I now realize our relationship was exactly what it needed to be. She was being my mother. As an adult, I now really recognize that every decision she made for or with me that I didn't particularly like was from the deepest, most oceanic love that I will never quite understand until I have a child one day. And I am so glad that she was my mother when I needed her to be. And I'm so glad that she didn't behave like 
just a friend. I look back at friends who had mums that constantly helped them get up to mischief and hung out with them like one of the gals or when I was a teenager, the kind of mum that I kind of wanted, like the cool mum. But now I view that relationship as kind of playing the short game. Those friends of mine always seemed to get what they wanted and they weren't really held accountable for their actions or behaviour. And in my opinion, my mum behaving like a mum was really just playing the long game. My mum is always brutally honest with me and always calls me out when I need to be. This happens <laughs> all the time and I need it. And whilst I stomp my foot and often don't like what she says, well, I hate to break it to you and her. Don't tell her that I said this. Sorry, I actually know mum listens to this, but she's always right. Girls, ladies, your mum usually knows best. So even though I'm not a mother, I've witnessed lots of parenting and mothering over the past decade whilst owning a studio and I wholeheartedly believe that if you're parenting well, there will be many, many times your children don't like you, but I promise you they will love you for your decisions one day. And guess what happens if you are their mother first and foremost? Well, you then become the best of friends. Anyway, that was just a little bit of a tangent for Mother's Day. Now on to some recommendations. As promised, I said I would do this every time I do a solo episode. So number one, I've actually been reading Phil Chan's Final Bow for Yellow Face. Phil is an arts advocate and a co-founder of Final Bow for Yellow Face. And basically the book chronicles his journey navigating conversations around race, representation and inclusion arising from issues in presenting one very, but one very short controversial dance, the Chinese variation from The Nutcracker. I'm not going to go into much further detail except for the fact that I am thoroughly enjoying this read. I have learned so much. This book has changed my opinion on many things in regards to this topic. So I highly recommend that you purchase it to give it a read. One of the reasons I'm not going to go further into detail is because I would actually like to do a full episode on this. So hopefully you're going to get Phil on the podcast. Um, so keep an eye out for that one. Now, number two, I'm going to recommend Ruby Aware Leg Warmers. If you haven't heard of Ruby Aware before, where have you been? <laughs> it is a dancewear brand that specializes in leg warmers and knitwear for class. And it was created by Boston Ballet ex-principal Ashley Ellis, who's actually a friend of the pod. So if you missed our conversation, you can head back to episode number 43. It was a great conversation. Um, I love Ashley for her business brain as well as her ballet brain. So give that a listen. And gosh, I love this time of year because I get to pull out my Ruby Aware leg warmers and just feel so chic in the ballet studio whilst keeping my legs warm. Now, number three, my other recommendation is to head to the Royal Opera House website or the Australian Ballet's website or basically any ballet company that you'd like to support and purchase one of the many online performances that are now being streamed for the price of 
basically a coffee. It's the least as ballet and arts lovers, you know, it's the least we can do. I recently purchased Symphonic Variations, which is a 2017 performance by the Royal Ballet. And I actually played it through a projector on our white studio walls for my senior students whilst we did body conditioning. It was superb. It was sort of like a night at the theatre and something my 16-year-old students would probably never do you know, in their own personal time. So it was a big win in my eyes. They got to do body conditioning, lots of stretching, whilst, you know, a trip to the Royal Ballet from the Gold Coast in Australia. (laughs) Anyway, now let's get into today's episode, which is a plog. That's what I call when I read to you one of my blog posts. It's the cross between a blog and a podcast. Clever, huh? Maybe not. (laughs) I think I actually stole it off another podcaster, Um, but I can't remember who. So anyway, we're going to launch into that. The title of this particular blog post was, It's not about choosing ballet over boys, it's about choosing yourself. And the reason why I thought I'd read it to you guys today is because I got quite a lot of positive feedback from this one. I think it touched a lot of people's hearts and I think it pulled at a few heartstrings. So what I wanted to do was share this one with you in case you're not a reader. In 2013, I had just opened my studio and was very drawn to women in the media who were entrepreneurial. Whilst flicking through Marie Claire magazine, I came across a spread for their business awards and in it a photo of a tall brunette in a stunning floor-length white dress. And look, from that moment, I was obsessed with Australian jewellery designer Samantha Wills and I followed her business journey as a constant source of inspiration whilst growing my own business. Recently, whilst reading Samantha's incredible memoir, I came across a small but rather significant part of her story that made me feel all the feelings. In this part of her story, Samantha describes her then-boyfriend as someone who casually brought up things in conversation, like that he preferred brunettes, and it didn't take long before Samantha traded her famous blonde locks for the brunette ones that debuted in those same photos I saw from those Marie Claire Awards. I remember looking at those photos, thinking that Samantha looked like the coolest and most stunning woman I'd ever seen. However, I also remember when she changed her hair back to blonde and I actually thought she looked somehow more like herself, which is really interesting because in Samantha's memoir, she describes that time as a brunette as one of the saddest in her life. Not because of her hair colour, but because she was so deeply in love that she didn't see how it was changing her very essence, influencing her passions and basically navigating her away from who she was. I remember a time almost seven years ago now when a man I was dating for just over eight months casually asked me over lunch to move across the country for him. We'd been dating long distance and in hindsight this suited me just fine because deep down I think I must have known to keep him at a distance. But something didn't feel right. But I was in love and I was kind of mesmerised by his charm and I would often take his advice It started off with small things like ordering for me because he said he knew what I'd like and sometimes he'd even tell me to change clothes because what I was wearing didn't suit the restaurant we were going to. 
until all these small things eventually turned into a few big things, like the request to move across the country to live with him. In hindsight, I was being groomed. There was never a discussion about building a life together. It was always about me fitting into his life. And at lunch that day, I'm sure he thought I was ready for the big question, that he'd put in enough work that I would just simply go along with the plan. And I responded, what about my studio? And he replied, what about it? You can start another little ballet thing in Adelaide if you want. And in that moment, I realized that this man had no idea who I was, what I did or what my passions were. You know those moments in life when you feel like someone has just dumped an entire bucket of icy cold water on your head and you're awake for the first time in ages? Well, that's exactly how I felt. And I told him that I'd be giving up absolutely nothing for someone who wasn't even willing to meet me halfway, let alone someone who didn't respect my work and passions. And there was no way in hell that I'd be moving across the country with him. The relationship, not surprisingly, ended very shortly after. So why am I sharing this with you? What has it got to do with work, with ballet? Well, I'm a little worried about some of my teenage students. You see, I never had boyfriends as a teenager. Having one actually never even crossed my mind. I dated ballet. Ballet was my boyfriend. So every now and then, when I have a cohort of students that seem to be getting boyfriends, I get a little, I don't know, confused. (laughs) But nevertheless, it's something that I have to deal with as a teacher of young women, despite you know, my own lack of experience in the topic of young love. But, you know, falling in love is one of the most beautiful experiences we can have as a human. Falling in love for the first time can especially be incredibly intoxicating, thrilling and exciting. And it's not that I don't want my teenage students to fall in love. I just want them to fall in love without losing their sense of self. Falling in and out of love whilst maintaining my own sense of self was hard enough as a 20-something-year-old. I can't even imagine how difficult it would be as a teenager. There's now been too many occasions that students who quit dance as teenagers have come back to me as adults to tell their story. Recently, a student who I taught as a teenager came back to participate in adult ballet classes. And after class, she asked me, why did you let me give up? I forgot how much I loved to dance. And I replied, you were just so headstrong about giving up. You'd entered high school. You got a boyfriend who didn't think ballet was cool. So you gave your mum and I a lot of grief when you chose to give it all away. And I wanted to say, I didn't let you give up ballet. You gave up on yourself. But if I'm honest, I thought that was probably a little bit harsh. There's been multiple versions of this conversation in my foyer over the years and Every time I can't help but notice the regret just wash over their faces and it truly breaks my heart. However, I'm grateful that I have the space for them to come back and I guess rekindle their romance with ballet. But not the same could be said for many other dancers around the world because adult classes are few and far between. One suggestion I can make is to any parents that may be reading this. When I'm caught in the midst of the parent and daughter discussion about giving up on dance over a boy, I can't help but notice that parents are afraid of their daughter disliking them. Well, guess what? It's kind of your job as a parent to make decisions that 
they're not going to like. And yes, it's going to be so incredibly difficult. However, as my mum always says, I'm not your friend, I'm your mum. <laughs> See, that's why I thought this little blog post would be perfect to read to you guys today. Ties in with our Mother's Day theme. Continuing on. So I guess I'm writing this in the hope that it reminds young women to always choose themselves first and perhaps listen to their mothers and teachers. This is how I felt when reading Samantha's memoir. I was reminded to not lose myself ever again. There's room for multiple loves in your life, ballet and boys. But if the boy is making you choose only one, then perhaps it's a good idea to ditch the boy. I know, brutal advice. I know, easier said than done, which is why I shared my own personal story before. Thankfully, I have a partner these days that not only supports my passions, but also encourages my hopes and dreams that make me the woman I am today. Five years ago, I asked the guy I had only been dating for a few months to attend my, my TED talk about ballet, and he's stuck around ever since. He wasn't threatened by my passion. He wasn't threatened by the fact I invited him to my TED talk. You know, guys, just usual dating stuff. <laughs> in fact, it made him fall more in love with me and that's the way that it should be. Check in with yourself. This is my advice, regularly and often. Falling in love, especially for the first time, can be an incredibly exciting time, but be mindful of comments that may alter the essence of who you truly are. Yes, some people most definitely fall out of love with ballet organically, but in my experience, if it happens sudden and with a new boy on the scene, it's often a false truth. As always, I only wish the best for my ballerinas, and all I can do is be here for them when they return to the bar. And with that, lovely ballerinas, happy Mother's Day. I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope you have a wonderful week. Keep kicking those goals, whether you are a young student of ballet, an adult ballerina or a mother of a ballerina. As always, much love and again, happy Mother's Day to all those special women in our lives. 